Welcome to the introduction to Hops and Handshakes. Uh, a simple little show to meet uh, a handful, more than a handful of business owners uh, here in the West Michigan area, uh, but as well as talk to some um, significant business people in the marketplace that maybe you could benefit from knowing. And then uh, lastly, we're kind of putting it on uh, uh, putting on ourselves to make sure we not only provide value, um, but talking strategy, life stuff, things that we've learned, things that can help them with their business as we as we uh, have this conversation. But uh, ideally, make sure that you can take a nugget and apply it to your own life and your own business um, to help you out. Where are we going today? We are going to Elk Brewery today. A uh, good friend of ours, uh, Jeff Long DeLongchamp owns it. We'll be talking to him later today. And uh, the first person we're actually going to meet is uh, Andrew Grassheis, who has a couple different uh, business endeavors. Um, when he's not being an extremely tall Dutch man, he is selling real estate and uh, commercial involved in some uh, other real estate businesses. So anyway, welcome to the first showing of Hops and Handshakes, and we'll see where it goes from here. Ready to go talk to some people? <laughs> sure, let's go, man. <laughs> we even love I mean, you, you know, you're constantly, you know, you'll tell your kids or you'll tell people that are looking to do stuff, hey, go read some books, go have some experiences, go do you know, go out there and put in some work, you know, get some work experience. Well, part of what we're doing today is we uncover so many nuggets in a human conversation one-on-one, -on -one, uh, and we don't capture it. We don't, uh, it affects us in a huge way, right? It's a piece that we take with us um, in our own life, our own business, or whatever, whatever endeavor you're focused on. Uh, but we do an awful job of capturing it so that one-on-one -on -one experience is, is gone, right? And some people, uh, myself, can forget some of those things, right? So, it, you know, how do we document? How do we capture the conversation that we're going to have with successful business owners and successful people around town, whether it's success in life and business and health, whatever it is? There's so many little nuggets of information that don't make it to, you know, the notes I write down, write down on my paper or the, or the uh, summary I might create um, to... You know go back to so the cool thing with today is like in, in, in technology we can capture video we can capture we can capture experiences so much better than we could just even 10 years ago with what you carry around in your pocket part of this is an experiment for us and uh, you know uh, documenting uh, the other part is just going out and meeting some uh, some great people in the local uh, local area and the other part is uh, there's a lot of breweries I haven't been to yet <laughs> so. Sitting outside? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna sit outside. Okay. I think I see a couple tables.
Welcome to the first edition of Hops and Handshakes. We are here at Elk Brewing on 700 Wealthy Street in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm with my friend, Andrew Grassice. Andrew? Thanks. Well, there's a handshake. Here's a little hop. Yeah. Cheers to that. Oh, that's num num. Yes. I am your host, Isaac Oswalt, and uh, we're just going to get right into it. This is a pretty, pretty simple, uh, not very uptight, as you, if you can imagine, uh, conversation. So, Andrew, the purpose of the show was to not only have some great beer. Right? We've got 30 plus breweries here in West Michigan. But the purpose was to talk to people that are out there doing things um, that I would deem remarkable, and whether they want to talk about their business or they talk about their life, uh, their, their their life mindset, um, anything that you know you want to talk about today, first, and that uh, could be valuable for somebody, whether they're seventy-two years old or whether they're twenty-two years old, yep. and they're looking to make a mark in the city, just like you had. So, why don't you just go ahead and give us a quick introduction on? Who Andrew Grassheist is and what you've done the last 41 years. Yes. Thank you for telling everybody that. Uh, <laughs> I was on Wikipedia. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've got to work. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great question. It's something I, I think about all the time, actually. So it's interesting that you asked me that. Um, I've known real estate my whole life. My father's been in it for 40 plus years. My uncle's been in it for 30 plus years. Sure. All with the same company, my father's brokerage. Um, so it was kind of ingrained and something I always knew, but not something I wanted to fall into just because. And so I tried different avenues. I found myself having different passions, which is, um, you know, why I, I learned a couple different companies because I, I want to just. You know, I didn't want to just exist in real estate. Sure. Not that I don't love it, I do. Um, and and so I decided to go a little bit, as far as real estate is concerned, go a little bit of a different route um, as it pertains to real estate because you know the team thing has become bigger. Um, I would, I'm actually the first one in Greenridge to do it. Uh, Keller does it regularly, and, and other companies do as well. So I've kind of spearheaded this, and and um, it's something that as you know, I'm passionate about now because I've got. You know, four other people that I work with that uh, you know are relying on me for information. They're relying on me for you know just. So I got I got two things on that. Number first thing, like you talk about passion, how it's important, and then you do, did you do this? This is what I did growing up, or at least I I catch myself. I'd look at like the current like salaries, like when they give the stuff to you in the high school sure, college, sure. and current salaries, and i go just in the top one and be like, all right, what do I need to do that? And I can't even pronounce what the hell that was, mm -hmm. right? Um, I can tell you I didn't know, I didn't know how much when you guys were in high school, did they give you like the career tests where you like sure. answered a whole bunch of questions sure. and it told you like top 10 things what you're going to be? Yep. Sure, yep. sure, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not going to share what that was. Realtor, realtor was not on the top of yeah, exactly. But you know, but even the realtor part would be, hey, you can make a fair amount of money, right? And especially depending on what time of, what what the economic cycle looked like at that time. It was but I guess what I'm saying, and I know you're the same way. But, um, I didn't realize how much passion is so critical to what you do. I, you know, they always told me, you know, you got to have fun at what you do. you got to have fun sure. at what you do. So, and I'm like, I have fun making money. You know, yeah. but, um, yeah. but, but really what, it, what that meaning is, and I've seen it with your business, it's like just having a team. 
and not only doing your own thing, but actually empowering other people to, you know, benefit the ways that you've been able to benefit from real estate is, has, I think, been a lot more gratifying to you than when you first that you that you knew it was going to be. Yeah, and, and I to kind of piggyback off that, my one of my biggest passions in life is personal relations. I. I I feed off of friendships, I feed off of you know, um, just, you know, knowing somebody is is building themselves up in a certain way, maybe I helped them, maybe I didn't, maybe I can help them when I try. Um, and I think that's twofold because not just does it help me feel better as a, as a person, but it also can, can help you, you know, bolster you in both business and in life in general. So I think, you know, what I've found in a passion that I've gained is, is because I have a background in coaching you know, uh, high school sports, football specifically, you know, it's always been something where I've looked at it as though I'm giving myself and I'm hoping for something in return because if I give myself and I show the passion level you're speaking of, that person will reciprocate back, you know, if, if, if they feel the same way. You can't. And you can't it's something you can't. You can't fake it. Um, yeah. And that's, that's for sure exactly what, um, you know, I guess what I'm alluding to is you really can't skirt around the fact of, you know, you can get involved in real estate, and you can go out there and you can kill it and sell it, but you, you may not have passion in it, and it may not be something that you want to do long term, and what was it for, you know? Well, and then when it gets hard, because right. whatever you do is going to be hard. Whatever you choose to do, there's going to be things that's not, you know, it's not the straight line. So Absolutely. The only way to get you through those gaps of it being, of it sucking at times is the passion. Sure. Right? It's very easy to say, man. I mean... Real estate's different this year. I know, and hopefully it will be different here in 2017, 18, 19. Um, but the last couple of years were very different than it was in 08, 09, 2010. Yeah. I know your business, your business model operated differently. Sure. And if you don't love what you do, if you don't um, have a passion for it, you will. You know, it's hard, hard to stay in the game. Yeah. There's, I mean, <clears throat> there's, there's so many agents out there, and and more power to them. I love the fact that. Um, well, let's just speak to millennials right now. A lot of millennials are getting involved in real estate because they see what's happening. You know, is it an easy buck? Could it be an easy buck? Yes. But, you know, I talk to a lot of them at the office. They, they pin me down and they want to talk about, hey, how did you get here? And then when I really give them the brass tacks of what it takes, I think it's a little bit of an eye opener. And, and uh, you can't just sit behind a computer anymore and just, um, you know, and send emails and hope that you're going to get business. It's more, it's, it's more in depth. It's the moments between uh, the photo book, the yep. photo album, the yep. words and that stuff that uh, it gets lost sight of. So tell me about the Andrew Grass Heist collection, and you talked about um, uh, a passion for what you do, but t tell me, like, you know, why you're better, why you're different. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, and this is, this is the truth. Um, my father has worked immensely over the last 40 plus years to build the brokerage, to build his own real estate book. Uh, and my uncle uh, is well known in this area, especially East Grand Rapids Forest Hills. So there, no, nothing need to be said there. But they would come to me and they'd say, Andrew, listen, um, I, we are working constantly. We're on vacation, we're still working. As a realtor, you're always on call. My thought process behind this wasn't that I wanted to defer business to everybody else and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go vacation. It was um, I wanted to work smarter. And I thought 
that you know it started with a haphazard meeting with Lindsay Slagboom, and, and you know we talked about things, and it kind of fell into place, and then it kind of created something that we didn't really expect, and then it grew from there, and then all of a sudden it morphed into people that we knew that were established in their own careers coming to us saying, "Listen, here's where I'm at in life. I've got time." I, I want to get involved in real estate, and, and I want to work with you guys. I don't want to just go to another company. And that to me, that meant something. That meant that sure. there was already a passion level there. And so it was an easy fall in. Now, was I guarded? Absolutely, because those were also friends, and I didn't want to just be like, oh, sure, let's bring everybody on. But, um, you know, it kind of, it's, it's worked itself through. Now, don't get me wrong, there's always, it's always evolving. Um, it is. There's always, there's always uh, you know, I think that that's, tweet. I think that's a misnomer, too. It's, it's easy to take a look at, um, you know, friends that we know. It's easy to take a look at their business, and it runs like a well-oiled machine, right? And you're like, they'll tell you, like, you know, yeah, well, you should have seen the uh, prior 27 years of shit sure. that happened right. to get to the 28th year where it's running like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Um, so that, anyway, that's, a, that's a constant progress. So I guess taking those people on, though, it's, it's an opportunity, but also it's a... It's a... Um, it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility. I know you it's, feel somewhat responsible. For it. I absolutely do, and that's something that is a bit of a cloud hanging over your head because you want to make sure that what you're doing, you're performing on their behalf as well. Um, you know, and you want them to know that you're working on their behalf and they're not just working for you. I guess that's the biggest thing. I mean, everybody wants yeah. that. If you're, if you, if, listen, if you're a realtor, you're an independent contractor. Right. right. So, I mean, you can do your own thing no sure. matter what brokerage you go to. Um, it's where you park yourself and where you decide to park yourself that, that can make the biggest difference. And I think, um, I th you know, again, this boils down to friendships, relationships built, stem from, you know, over years, um, you know, to where we got now. It wasn't something where I just you know, put out a classified ad or a Craigslist ad or a Facebook post and said, <laughs> realtors wanted, you looking know, for heartbeats. heartbeats. Yep, um, for heartbeats. Yes, right. So, so understand that, but uh, I, I think that, again, listen, Isaac, this, this is exactly what we're talking about when it comes to something like this. Um, you know, it's, it's finding out what makes you tick. It's finding out what makes you, what, what passion level you have, and where that, you know, there was a point, I'll tell you this, there was a point where, you know, 2011, 2012, you know, when you got towards the end of the living hell that we were dealing with as far as the market was concerned, sure. You were like, man, I just don't know if I have the passion for this, you know, because of you've just been beaten. And, yeah. Um, and so you look for different avenues. Unfortunately, um, you know, uh, you know of some that we've gotten involved in that have been successful, but real estate was always there and it never changed. And it's still there and it will always be there for me because it's, it's part of who I am. It's part of my existence. Well, you've gone through the hard way. And uh, it's very common for people to get excited about something and do it for 10, 20, 30 hours, sure. or even 200, 300, 400 hours. Right. But uh, Malcolm Gladwell states in you know, a few of his books about that 10,000 hours that it takes. So, and once you break into that level, um, you just know the writing between the lines that, uh, beyond, beyond what you can teach in a real estate class or what you read and something like that. So, so once you break through, um, I think you'll always have that, right? Yep. Um, and then it can expose other things. All right, so we'll go a little, little more off topic here. Um, what is the biggest thing you learned in 2016? That I can do it. 
that I and I don't mean to, to, to give you a surface answer. It sounds um, so simple. It does, but it's not. It's probably the hardest thing I've had to go through, uh, other than the downturn of the market. But the reason I say that is <clears throat> simply, it was just over. It was basically a year ago that we got involved in this around that time frame to get this ball rolling. And when you get involved in something like that, like your own business, by the way. Um, you don't know how it's going to look. You don't know what it's going to cost. You don't know what it's, you know, I'm not talking as far as monetary amount is concerned. I'm talking about as relationships are concerned. You basically sign up for an adventure. You sign up for an adventure. You have no control over the go-kart. Yeah, you're right. right. And so somebody's steering it. You hope it can be you someday. But uh, I learned in 2016, as, as far as business is concerned, real estate specific, that I, I can do it. And that we can do it, and um, that was probably the biggest thing that I can take away and, and know now. And we talk about it regularly that despite what life is throwing at us, and everybody has their own issues, health, whatever it may be, um, this is you know the team synergy has to be there because we can support each other and then work through it. And that's what we learned because we have had some you know no, no different than anybody else. Everybody they'd be lying to you if they didn't. Um, but that's you know that's something that I learned. I think is the most uh, glaring thing that I learned. Gotcha. Um, who are your mentors? Who do you who do you look up to? Yeah. Um, well, there's a plethora. Yeah. Well, you're you're over six foot six. You don't look up to many people. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I have to say, obviously the natural. Um, you know, my father and I. I started out in the business working with him. Uh, it was tumultuous because I was uh, young 20s. Um, the bars were more exciting than having to go to work, you know, and, and so we butted heads quite a bit. But I learned a lot because, listen, he's, for him to sit down and do this wouldn't happen. I mean, he, he could try it, but he'd be like, what, is that thing on? Is it still on? He wouldn't even know what to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, he's only learned to work a smartphone maybe a couple of years ago. but. You know, he taught me a lot. Got on the website. Though. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. That's another topic. Uh, but we, he taught me a lot about the inner workings of personal relations and um, how to handle the client correctly and how to be ethical and things like that. And then I would probably say uh, my uncle Ken, just because uh, Ken Grassice, because he, he is um, my my my, my father and him are the only two boys in the family. But, and they're youngest and, well, close to oldest, but not oldest, uh, but they are really different as far as how they handle business. And Ken is very, very detail-oriented, and, and that's something that I lack in, but I have, a, you know, a want to do more and always am trying to, to get better at. So I think, you know, and, and by the, it shows in the successes. I mean, you know, you can both attest to that uh, personally, uh, you know, so... I think those two, but then there's there's more. I mean, you can talk about uh, the managers that I had growing up from the Kentwood office, and you know, there's you know, just different different things that you could go into detail on. Um, you know, but um, as far as personally is concerned, I think if we're talking about real estate, that would be true. Yeah. Um, there's others outside of that, but we don't. Sure. Sure. Is that helping? Oh, that helps very good. Go back in time. You want to ask me something? I want to ask you something. Sure. Who, who, you know, who's your mentors, if you would? I have a lot. Um, Obviously, it starts with parents. And what I think if you 
Um, if you grew up from a good uh, a good family as I did, you if you're lucky enough to be aware enough, you can take what's best from both of them. Right. Um, I like to take, you know, I, I, I like to focus on the strengths that my dad has, and I have those. And I like to focus on the strengths that my father has, and I, I have part of that um, consciously. But to tell you the truth, when it comes to family business, uh, when it comes to life, uh, I actively sought out people that had what I wanted, and it wasn't just a monetary thing, or it wasn't just a business thing, but they had the balance there, right? Um, when you were in the corporate environment that I was in, it's very easy to get on the fast track of promotions and you need to get your MBA and stuff like that and paper flying and doing the corporate dance. But then you ask you know, the, the bosses that were two, three, four headed in large, large organizations were all divorced two and three times and probably couldn't remember their kids' names. And you you lost. Yeah. They're making a ton of money, but they lost. They lost the balance of the life, right? So um, I hung around people and still do on a consistent basis um, that have the audacity to think you can have it all. Yeah. Which is a kind of a mystery. And in order to have it all, I've been taught by uh, you know, James Cornetta, certainly, uh, but most notably. Uh, but I've been, ta I've been taught that, you know, you need to double and triple down on your strengths. Um, there are things that I'm great at, there's things that I'm terrible at. Uh, well, I think and, anybody could speak that way. Well, but instead of spending all this time trying to figure out how I can be a, you know, yeah. a better writer, so to speak, yeah, or something sure. like that, I'd be better. I might as well go off and do more of this because I can do this all day long to talk to people. Right? Sure. So that is the beautiful part about business and what you do in building a team is, you know, Alex in here has talents that I could never dream of having, but we complement each other, right? So. Um, Probably one of the most impactful things of my life when nobody really told me to do it in the school systems and the college and, and, and even in, even in my MBA and entrepreneurship they didn't they didn't talk about mentors. Sure. God, everything everything that you learn in business in business and in life that happens by doing you just need somebody to be there on the journey and be like, hey man, I got this going on or hey, what do you do in your bank accounts? Minus zero, and you have to pay people in front of Like, I mean, you, you can't read that stuff in a book. You need to be able to go to something. Like yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to, to piggyback off that, it's something where, you know, you get to a point in your career, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter because um, you are, you, as a human being, you always want to have the ability to call somebody to something off. I mean, regardless. And my dad will call me and he'll be like, hey, I was thinking about doing this. And I'll be like, you know, he'll ask for my advice. And I get taken back a little bit by it because by, by no means do I know everything. But he still needs that. Um, and, and so that, you know, what you're alluding to a little bit is, you know, even your mentors, you know, are still searching for, as successful as they are, they're sure. still searching for information. They're sure. still searching for, now granted, they've made their decisions, they've traveled down the road, and they've been successful with them, and that's what you appreciate. But, um, you know, I think as long as I'm on this earth, I'll probably look to search for advice no matter where it comes from and try to better myself in that respect. And I guess along that, um, in my 20s and knowing what I wanted to do, I actually asked too much. Yeah. So um, I asked for permission too much. Where in today's game, you can go build a business or you yeah. can go build something or at least try it 
at night or try it and you don't have to quit job mortgage uh, put a 17th mortgage on the house and do all that you can go try that stuff out but with the balance see, but I've gotten to the point with uh, a couple in particular to where it's almost like uh, why are you I know they know why I'm calling but you already know the answer. Sure. If you don't know the answer, you haven't been listening. And so it's no different than that. It's like they know the answer, but that solidification of somebody that's, you know, I'm 33 years old, somebody that's been there that's 60 or 55 or whatever, that's laughing, laughing at the minute little problem. I think it, my problem's huge. It's really this minute. And they're like, oh, yeah. Okay, grasshopper, just do that. You just wouldn't know what until you ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Yes, young guy. Thank you, Sensei. Yes, thank you. Thank you. He's like, yeah. Would you? All right. Would you leave me alone? I'm on the golf course. Like, right. Sorry, I'll go back to work. But um, uh, no, it's important. So, uh, last question, and this is for our, our younger friends because I, I really want this to be something that they can tap into and. By the way, we're pretty approachable. I mean, the people yeah. that I'll be with, we're pretty approachable. So if there's somebody that is in college or in high school that's interested in how things work, learn, whatever, I'm, you know, I know you can't drink yet, but we'll find something else to do. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you tell the 21 or 22-year-old self of what you know now? Like, you didn't know then, but what would you tell them now? That's a, that's a great question. Um, in under an hour. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I have a, a, long, a, this, long, a long as the battery life. Uh, Lottery numbers? Yeah, no. <laughs> I would say this. You know, I, I, I would tell them, try different things, obviously. You know, uh, find out what your, you know, what your strengths are, okay? Because that's where really where it starts. What are your strengths? And, and I think pretty quickly... The one thing that I probably regret the most is that, you know, I knew what my strengths were. I just didn't want to use them at that point because I was too immature. You know, I, I really just, I knew, you know, as far as personal relations were concerned, I was able to make a ton of friends and build a lot of networking relationships and stuff like that. But I didn't build off those because I was just like, you know, this is, this is who I want to be yet. Um, and that may be you, that may be somebody else, and that may be somebody you know, but I will tell you, um, I think when you find your strengths, you know, take them to wherever they lead you as, as hard as you can and don't let go because that's what's probably going to get you where you ultimately want to be as opposed to, you know, and no offense to the person that isn't happy in their job, but a mundane career that they settled for, you know, that they were hoping would turn into something else. So, I, think I completely agree with that. I don't think. Um, the one other thing is, usually what you fear doing is what you probably yeah. should do. And that's the thing. I mean, it really and is. Nobody likes that answer. Nobody, but, nobody, but nobody wants to address it either. They're, they're scared to. They're worried about, you know, uh, totally understandable. I mean, um, you know, it, it took me until the mid-30s. You know, to really get to the point where you know, I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna branch out. I'm not going to do just real estate. I'm gonna do other things and get involved in other other things because, and I would say, you know, another regret is is that I had the ability to do those earlier. I just didn't take the lead, and they would have paid off. But and I'm not speaking from a monetary standpoint. Uh, that would have followed. I think my thing, one of my biggest mantras was uh, when I was early 30s, was um, I wanted to be successful. You know, I had a, a 
some pillar, you know, some Mount Rushmore's in front of me as far as real estate was concerned. I just wanted to be my own success. And so I think when I led down that road, I think it was, I wanted to kind of, you know, carve my own path, but be successful in my own right. And I, I kind of let my, the, the trustability in myself, let, you know, didn't take over sure. and I let those go. So I would say, you know, grasp hold as soon as you can because that'll make the ultimate difference. So it's funny, like, you know, you, you had good, you had very good mentors in the line of business that you're in, but you're, there's still this deep need into a driven person to stand on your own branches. Right? Um, one thing that's helped me and I, I, it's, and I know you do the same thing when I bring up, but you know, it's just it's whatever fear that is for me personally. Was, uh, can I really help out this business? We have clients now where they're double my double my age. Sure. And you know, I'm in my twenties or I'm in my early thirties, and I have the audacity to say, "Yeah, I can help you increase your profit margin, reach those people you need to, and all this all the stuff that we say that we're able to do." And in order for me to have the confidence. Because I, I, I can't sell anything I don't believe in, right? That I wouldn't buy myself. Yep. In, order, in order for me to do that, I had to, I was very fearful of it. In order for me to do that, I had to make sure what are the things I can do that I can make myself not comfortable, but more comfortable presenting that scary opportunity. Sure. And that was really putting in the work at learning. So that's why I hit up the mentors. And stuff. But you, it's a trial and error, and it's no different than anything else, but you learn as you go. I think that there's plenty of young to be agents that I would love to meet personally that want to get involved in real estate because they have a passion for wanting to work with, like, listen, selling a home isn't like selling a Working at that bathroom again or something. You can't just. No. This is the biggest investment people are likely Correct. to make in their life. Um, and if you blow Deep that, that yeah, if you blow that, um, you know it reflects on you. And sure. so you have to know your marketplace. You have to know the the pricing. You have to know the people around them. You have to know everything about that internal market. And I think if you can find a person that has that interest, um, along with the personability and the ability to go out there and network and, and be involved in the community, that's, you've got a, a no-brainer real estate agent. And they're out there, and, and I would love to meet them personally, uh, just from a Green Ridge and, and my personal standpoint. But I think that that is probably one of the bigger things, as far as real estate is concerned, that I would tell you, uh, you guys to take a look. All right, younger real estate people, we still on? Perfect. So right here on the screen, we'll put Andrew's information up. You got a Twitter handle, you got a phone call, we all have stuff up, but right in this area, right here. <laughs> right there, right there. Andrew, thank you for taking a few hey, minutes out, man. I appreciate um, it. How's your beer? I'd like another. Okay. <laughs> what beer did you have here at Elk Brewing? Dankalicious. It's one of my favorites, and I would highly recommend it. Okay. I'm an IPA guy. Perfect. 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 Well, hey, man. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, buddy. I appreciate Cheers. it as well.